0: here's a question from a good friend of mine his first name is Chesky I'm not going to say his last name because I don't have his permission thank you for asking and I'm going to read the question and I'm going to try to offer some insight the title is what do you get out of an aliyah and here's the question when you do mitzvahs to learn Teirah, you get, receive, experience some kind of ruchni's benefit. You make a kind of connection with Hashem, with the Abishta, through the act and the kavanah. During and afterwards, you feel something. The, more, the longer and more intense you learn Teirah during a session, the greater this connection. But when you get an aliyah, you woke up, look at the words, kiss them, make the bracha, keeping a pledge amount in mind, and read along with the reader. In Sefer Sikh's Topshin Bez, Paidik Yud Gimel, I'm not sure exactly what this is, but uh, we'll leave it at that. The Friday Kabba writes. When the Yid has an Aliyah, the Aliyah is experienced by all levels of his soul. Nefesh goes to Alhi, Assia, Ruachti Shamatil Briya, Chaita Tzilas, Nihida Tamakhazavinsaf above at So the question is if this is so, why don't we experience some his or something like during davening when you do it right? What Kavana do you need to have in mind during an aliyah? good question. The spirit of the question is that some people actually experience stage fright when they get an aliyah. Their most significant experience is that they're going up and they're doing it in front of everybody. They don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to make the wrong bracha. They want to do the wrong thing. And they're also paying for the aliyah so they're thinking about the financial expense and in the midst of all of that what Arliya could mean, Baruch Nis, is completely lost. And um, how, what does it mean? How is it special? Now, I just want to add something to the question, really. And that is that when the Rebbe got married in Tophoresh test, 1928, the Shabbos before the Chassanah, the previous serach, he actually said the Maim twice, once Shabbos and once during that week. Our Rebbe, the Rebbe Zogazun said the Chobanaich a number of times. I don't know exactly how many, but there's three or four for sure. And they're printed now. You know, everyone's given out these Drushe Chasne, volumes of the Rebbe's Teireh, just on Drushe Chasne. And of course, one of the sections of Drushei Chasne are the Drushei Chasne from the Rebbe on the Drushei Chasne at the Friedrich Rebbe said by his wedding, by his, by his Chasne, by his Sheva Brachas. The Shabbos before, there were two maimodim at the wedding itself, and then there were several more three or four, at Sheva Brachos. And of course, over the years, the Rebbe, the Rebbe, the Rebbe was very into his own drushei And in the Vachol which the previous, previous Rebbe said the Shabbos for his wedding, the Rebbe talks about Nalieh. Now, the connection to the maimod, of course, is that there is a concept of limud Hashem, people learn Torah, which is called. Bonoich uh, and there's a concept of those who are above Limud Hashem that's called Boy because it says twice and the argument that the previous Rebbe is making that there's someone who learns the Torah and someone that through learning the Torah is connected to Hashem and because when he learns the Torah is connected to Hashem he's Boy and the previous Rebbe ties this into the Aliyah when so you get an Aliyah and you go up to the Torah you're going up to a higher level, meaning it's not just that you're understanding the Torah better, but that you're actually connecting to the alukus of the Torah. That's the spirit of it, that's the gist of it. So essentially the question is the same. What is the previous Rebbe saying is the significance of getting an Ali? I'm going to tell you what I think the answer is. I can't tell you I know, but I'll tell you what I think. And I'm also going to explain why for some people it's hard and so to speak, as, as the question that Chesky is asking, is what's the Kavanah? In short, there's three levels of Torah there's the Luches, the Sefer and Terech Balpeh. The Luches, the Gemara says, is Kule Panib. Whatever you look at is the front. The Sefer is Panib Sefer has a front and a back. And Terech the oral Taylor, is Kule Aachar, it's entirely rear. In a word, ponim—the face, the pnimiyas ha'teira—is godliness, which, in terms of life, is what we call ruach hakodesh enevua. Acherayim, the back of teira, sechla teira, understanding teira intellectually, and this is the difference between learning teira shmekav and teira Peh. When a person learns teira intellectually. They work very hard, they understand, and they feel very good. And what they have are the Chochmas the ideas of Teirah. These ideas come from Teirah, Teirah comes from Hashem. In that learning, they don't experience Hashem directly. When a person opens up a sefer and reads, they don't experience that either. And it's conceivable that because the sefer doesn't have any nekudas, they can't even read the words. But you need to understand that the the truth is, that in a sefer there's oil, there's lichtikat, there's godliness. I'm going to give you a historical context and an interpretation, which 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 can be discussed. Which and I'm not going to discuss. I'm just going to tell it to you, which will set up the idea. There used to be a time that someone would read from the Sefer Tera and someone translates. there's a Maturgaman. This tradition was discontinued. Now someone reads from the and no one translates. And there's all kinds of explanations for why the Meturgaman custom, which is mentioned in Shas, was discontinued. But I want you to consider this. There were Jews a long time ago, that when they opened up a Sefer Tera and they read, experienced some kind of Ruch HaKadosh. In the time of the first Beis HaMikdesh, this was certainly true because the oys are the panim, the face of the Torah and people are very sensitive, people are very refined when they read the oys experience godliness the people in the shul listening to them could not experience the godliness at all they could hear the words, maybe they could understand what the words mean but the oil, the godliness that was experienced by the reader they didn't get so they had a on a translator if you've ever studied in Hasidic, the, the of Meturgaman, the meturgamon is someone who can't read, but he can listen to what the reader is reading. If someone reads the Torah and experiences Ruach HaKadish, the translator hears the Ruach HaKadish, he would not experience the Ruach HaKadish himself, but he can articulate it to the people listening. I'm going to give you a proof of this. In Uvala Sin, we say Kedusha. Right, Kaddish, Baruch Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish Baruch Hashem and Yimlech but on the Valoratzi we do something that we do not do in the kedusha before Shemineser and during Shemineser, we also read the Targum the Targum Yenus and Benaziel and those Psukim is read along with the Psukim so one of the Psukim is Kaddish, Kaddish Kaddish, right, what does Kaddish mean in English? Holy what does Kaddish mean in English? Holy what does Kaddish mean in English? Holy so if Yainus has translated the word Kaddish three times, he should translate it identically, but he doesn't, right? Hashem is holy in the heavens, Hashem is holy on earth, Hashem How did Yainus ibn get that out of the word Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish? He made it up. On what grounds? But like you could say it was a big bikim, and he studied it. But you could also say that he was about the Ruach and he felt it. In other words, you could say a posik, For example, Intellectually, it's subject to many interpretations. But spiritually, it's subject to a virtual infinity of interpretations. If a person reads Teresh HaB'Ksav and he has a sensitivity to the oy, to the Ruach HaKodesh and every word has an infinity in it. And the times of the first base are mekdash. People experienced that Teda And this is a chsidish interpretation for why they had a metorgamon and why the metorgamon was discontinued. When people read in the Sefer and they were able to experience the lukus in the Sefer the people in Shul didn't hear what they heard. The metorgamon heard and he translated. So what the metorgamon was doing wasn't literally translating the words as it's understood in halachic pshat. He was articulating what he heard the makri read, who was sensitive to the uh, oyer to the kus. So this, the community heard something from the translator which they could not hear from the reader, but would be completely lost on them if there was no translator. Like someone reads kaddish, 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 and doesn't have the help of a ryanism ben azil. When the makri stopped having rocha kaddish, or even if the makri continued having rocha kaddish. But there was no longer a maturgamon who could hear that. They discontinued the maturgamon because it's to translate the words from Hebrew into Aramaic, anybody can do that. This is an insight. My point is, we read the Sefer a minimum of three times a week. It's a taqana that goes back, I think, to Meishara Bainu or to Ezra Sefer. We read Gemara every day, we read Halacha every day, but you have to read from the Teyrah Shabbat three times a week. You shouldn't be three days without Teyrah but a person is every day with Tehidah and the answer is you need Tehidah Shebeksav and a Chumish isn't good enough you want a Sefer Tehidah because spiritually opening up a Sefer and reading is different than reading those words out of a Chumash because in the Sefer there's Panim there's a lukus, there's oir. now I just share with you an interpretation this interpretation is either true or false but nobody can relate to this right? we're simple people we don't have any Ruach HaKadosh but that's the concept of reading from a Sefer Tera. And accordingly, that's the concept of getting an Aliyah. When you go up to the Sefer Tera and you make a Brocha, and you get an Aliyah, the Aliyah that the previous Rebbe is describing in his Maimer, and the Aliyah that you're describing in the Sefer of Sichas that you referenced, is not in the word; it's not in the meaning of those words, the Pshat of those words, it's in the Ruchni, it's the Oyd of those words. The Ruach HaKadosh, the godliness of those words, and it's available only in Teshuvah It's not available to B'alpeh, and it's available only in a Sefer It's not available in a Chumish. So now, to so like your question, right? I get Naliyah, an and all I do is be nervous, right? They call me up. I happen to be a Levi, so I get many Aliyahs more than I'd like. But every time I get Naliyah, I'm afraid I'm going to kiss in the wrong place. I'm going to make the wrong bracha. So all of the technical aspects of the Aliyah don't allow me to experience what's happening when I'm getting the Aliyah. Moreover, I don't even understand the Hebrew, I can't read without the Quddis. So I want to say this, if you get an Aliyah to a Parsha, to a Parsha in the Torah that you know and that perhaps you've learned a little chasidis on it and when you look at that Aliyah you don't think of the translation of the words, you try to relate to the Oyer, to the spirituality, that's in those words, based on what you learned to the this, I would make an argument that perhaps you could even, on a level of Kavana, experience an upliftedness. But this is the meaning of an Aliyah. The meaning of an Aliyah is that you're connecting to Torah on the level of Oyer, godliness, which practically means racha and of course on a much, much higher level as the of of vua. And if a person is Zoyche and has any connection to the Ruach HaKodesh, the Aliyah feels uplifting. If we're not Zoyche, it becomes an issue of a Muna. We believe that the Aliyah gives us an, an upliftedness. And in terms of practice, the question you're asking is, what should I think? What you should think is that in the Sefer Teda, besides four, what the Sefer teda, where the words are interpreted on a level of Teda Shbapeh, P'Sha'at, Remez, Rosh say there is holiness in the letters. And if I can look at those letters and listen to the Parsha, that's my Aliyah, and relate to it or experience the alukus which is in those letters, meaning, practically speaking, a chassidische, light, associated with that Parsha. Instead of an Aliyah being cumbersome and nerve-wracking, it'll become an uplifting experience. But this is, the, this is the meaning of an Aliyah, and I hope that I'm also giving you some kind of a practical insight into what a person should do when they get an aliyah if they want aliyah to have meaning beyond simply being called to the tater and uh, paying a check for the uh, amount that the aliyah costed.